the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Donald Trump might have been a womanizer. Hey, still may be one, shocking as that may sound to you, but in five hours of testimony, that's about all we found out. At least that's uh, that's what I got out of it. And actually, I'm, I got it on TV there. Let's get it off. Is it gone? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still on. And uh, I, I, I don't know, I lasted until about 2 o'clock this afternoon, and then and, and, uh, just did. It was, uh, you know, no no new ground being broken there by Michael Cohen, uh, Donald Trump's former fixer. I was able to make it through, as I said, a couple of hours there, um, and they're not done yet. I, I look up there and still see them, the same people asking questions, and he's still answering. Uh, but you know what? Jim Jordan, the Republican from Ohio, who's the ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, he summed it up in the first five minutes of this fiasco. Mr. Chairman, here we go. Here we go. Your first big hearing, your first announced witness, Michael Cohen. I want everyone in this room to think about this. The first announced witness for the 116th Congress is a guy who is going to prison in two months for lying to Congress. Mr. Chairman, your chairmanship will always be identified with this hearing. And we all need to understand what this is. This is the Michael Cohen hearing presented by Lanny Davis. That's right. Lanny Davis choreographed the whole darn thing. The Clinton's best friend, loyalist, operative, Lanny Davis put this all together. You know how we know? He told our staff. He told the committee staff. He said the hearing was his idea. He selected this committee. He had to talk Michael Cohen into coming. And most importantly, he had to persuade the chairman to actually have it. Yep, uh, that would be Michael Cohen. And, you know, they could have just, as far as I was concerned, at that point, they could have said, okay, everybody, thanks for coming, and let's get out of here. We've uh, kind of summed up what this is all about, but that was like five or ten minutes into the entire proceeding, and it's still going on now. Uh, and uh, Michael Cohen will be going to jail in a couple of months. He had to have uh, set some kind of a congressional record for the number of times being called a liar. Every Republican who spoke took a shot, called him a liar and a despicable human being. Uh, the Democrats, of course, were nice and sympathetic and wishing him good luck in his journey and all that stuff. Uh, the Republicans insulted him at every opportunity. Um, and it was also predictable. It was also one more lesson in why you should want the people in Washington, D.C., the people that you see in that room, and you can see them now if you turn your TV on. I'm going to assume if you're listening, you're probably in your car and not at home, so you can't watch. Uh, and if you're listening here, you're not interested in hearing any more of this because it's on the, all over the radio. But anyway, uh, this, uh, to me, this is just a lesson in looking at every person in that room and deciding that I want them to have as little control over my life as possible. That should be the lesson for everybody. And it was also a lesson in, in what goes on in Washington. Uh, everything worthwhile that has uh, come out of the hearing could have been covered in about 45 minutes. Seriously. Uh, I, I've been watching it, and it's back and forth, repetition, nothing new coming out. After about the first 45 minutes, they could have just said, thanks for coming, uh, drive carefully, uh, try the veal, and get out of here. So so, so just typical of everything that the federal government touches uh, there was lots of waste, lots of fraud in the hearing itself. And you know what Cohen didn't say? He said he had no proof of any collusion between President Trump and the Russians. Now, wasn't that what they were supposed to be trying to find out, like, I don't know, two years ago? Over two years ago? Wasn't that where this all started? And he said that again, right after he said that. Okay, everybody, thanks for coming. We'll see you. So what should we make of what happened there? Well, when we come back from the break, we will talk to a guy who should know. He's a former member of the Federal Election Commission. His name is Hans von Spakovsky from the Heritage Foundation, and he will tell you what it is. Stick around.
Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Here's the truth, America. Hugh Hewitt for PatriotMobile.com. Your cell phone company is probably funding anti-Second Amendment groups. Patriot Mobile, which is America's only conservative cell phone company, does the opposite. If you are fed up with disgusting policies like New York's new late-term abortion law or Mayor Bloomberg's gun control seizure plans, make the simple switch to Patriot Mobile. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile. Get reliable nationwide coverage. Watch your hard-earned dollars fight for the First and Second Amendment rights, border security, and the sanctity of life. Veteran-led Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every bill to conservative causes like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Susan B. Anthony List. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and their unlimited talk and text plans start as low as $20 a month. Need more motivation? Mention Hugh, that's me, H-U-G-H, when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash Hugh to get up to two activation fees waived. Enough is enough. Join the fight today. 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original mattress factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the last I looked, uh, Michael Cohen was still testifying. And unless I missed something in the last hour or so, I think they could have done this entire hearing, as I said, in about 45 minutes and gotten the same testimony and information that they're still trying to get after several hours. It's still going on, as I said. Hans von Spakovsky is a former member of the Federal Election Commission. He's now the manager of the Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative, and he joins us now. Hans, thanks for being here. John, thanks for having me on. Again, we've had you on before. I'm, I'm glad I didn't scare you away and you were able to come back again. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Cohen has said that um, he had no real evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians. He said that about, I don't know, 15 minutes into this thing. Could they have right. just adjourned the meeting right there and said, thanks for coming? <laughs> Isn't that what this is supposed to be all about? It is, and that that was 
that was and has been missed by just about everybody covering this. That was the most important point that came out. Uh, instead, look, this hearing is being used as a grandstanding event by the Democratic uh, committee members in order to make all kinds of accusations about bad behavior uh, against the president. But the key thing to remember here is, one, Cohen has, has been making all these accusations today, but he's produced no proof to substantiate any of them. And then the second thing is um, the media is ignoring something that I think is very important. Remember, when he pleaded guilty to lying to the IRS and cheating on his taxes, lying to banks, and lying to Congress, DOJ prosecutors filed what's called a sentencing memorandum with the court in which they they described Cohen. You know what they said about him? They said uh, his consciousness of wrongdoing is fleeting, his remorse is minimal, and his instinct to blame others is strong. Now, doesn't that perfectly describe exactly the way he's behaved today? Yeah, and the thing is, I, and I saw them when they when somebody you know read that uh, what you just said there, one of the Republicans. But he came back and said, "Yeah, that was me before, but this is me now, and um, and I I have no reason to lie." And you know, he, he did the he he talked about how sad he was for what what he you know for his life to this point and what he had allowed himself to become and blah blah blah. But the Democrats have are uh, their their um, approach in all the questioning has been to be very sympathetic and say, you know, thank you for your. We look. One of them said, uh, "We wish you good luck on your journey." And the journey begins in prison, but I mean, that's you know, it's so there's a, such a huge difference between how both sides were approaching this, which is to yeah, be expected, and, but, I'm sure. Right, but the claim that he's making that he's got no reason to lie now—that's that's ridiculous. Look, he he has been savaged uh, in the press and elsewhere for all of the bad things that he did, all the illegal things that he did, and he's trying to repair his reputation by basically saying, oh, you know, Trump really made me do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can see it already working with all the sympathy he got today from the members, as you were just talking about. Yeah, and there's no jury here that's going to come back with a verdict after all this. So, as you said, the only real purpose, uh, could there be any other purpose than just to get as much embarrassing information as possible out of him on President Trump? No, that's that's exactly what is going on, because otherwise he's got no credibility because he he has uh, um, pled guilty to and admitted lying on numerous occasions. By the way, one of the other things that the prosecutor said about him was that um, their investigation showed that he had this recurring pattern of deception in his personal and professional life. Now, why would anybody think he's not continuing that same behavior today? Um, and I couldn't help noticing Lanny Davis. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at the monitor right now, and he's lurking. He's right over his shoulder, right over right. Um, uh, Cohen's right shoulder. Uh, he's lurking in the background every time Cohen's on camera, which right now he's on a split screen, the monitor I'm watching. So he's up there through the whole thing. His Lanny Davis's face is right there. Uh, and, uh, he's a fixer from way back, uh, and he's defending a fixer. What do you make of Congressman Jordan saying that this was all set up by Lanny Davis? Does he have that kind of swing with these guys? Well, I have no doubt that Lanny Davis uh, was contacted by his Democratic friends on the committee and worked with them to um, – get this appearance by Cohen because, like we've just talked about, I'm sure Davis thinks this helps his client by trying to shift all the blame over to Donald Trump, plus it helps uh, his friends in the Democratic Party. L Lanny Davis, by the way, um, he sure didn't do a very good job when he convinced his client to also plead guilty to two violations of campaign finance law, which experts and former commissioners of the FPC, like me, say was not actually a violation of campaign finance law. And that, I mean, this is in the case of Cohen. He he convinced him to uh, plead guilty to that. Yeah, he he did, and and it's the violation that he supposedly did, which was making you know hush money payments to uh, people who alleged that uh, ladies, women who alleged they were former mistresses. 
that was a personal expense. It was not a campaign-related expense, and therefore all the rules of federal campaigns don't apply to it. And why he pled guilty to that, I don't know, unless he was getting bad advice from his Democratic Party lawyer. Wow. And so um, and there was a lot of talk about hush money uh, paid to Stormy Daniels, which shouldn't have surprised or shocked anybody. Um, and uh, I think Cohen produced a couple of checks uh, that were signed by or either on the on the account of Donald Trump. What um, do they have? Do they have anything on the president there? Is there or is uh, no? Can, because like I said, pl- paying, making hush money payments to somebody who's who uh, is threatening uh, to embarrass you with you know stories in the press. Uh, that's not illegal. Uh, it's not a campaign related expense. And in fact, um, it, it's too bad Congress doesn't uh, produce the checks representing the literally millions of taxpayer dollars that. Uh, we discovered recently have been paid out by members of Congress to settle yeah. sexual harassment claims against members of Congress. Yeah, so I far thought, they haven't uh, made that public. I thought the same thing. I actually put it out in a tweet that um, keep in mind that uh, a lot of the people in this room have have used taxpayer dollars to right. uh, make uh, accusations of sexual harassment or worse go away. Uh, and nobody wants to hear that. But so you so the the checks that they made a big deal of the checks. That's why I'm asking you about that again. I mean they 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 uh, they put it up on the screen and they they made a big display uh, of the checks that he had he was able to produce and they don't mean anything. No, they don't. Um, and and let me tell you one of the ways we know this. The the only prior time that the Justice Department tried to claim that payments made to uh, a, ca- a candidate's mistress were campaign-related expenses, and therefore illegal, was, remember, the Justice Department tried to prosecute John Edwards, yeah. the former Democratic presidential candidate for this. Not only did the jury not agree, they said, look, these are personal payments. They don't have anything to do with the campaign. But the Federal Election Commission, and that's the commission that's responsible for enforcing a federal campaign finance laws, they audited the Edwards campaign, and they said, "Oh no, these payments are not a campaign-related expense." So, how, but how are the Democrats going to? I mean, they, they they obviously think it's a big deal, and they think they have something there. So, what what do you what is their motivation here, other than just to I don't know muddy the waters? I think it's just to muddy the waters because if they try to insist that this was an illegal campaign finance uh, uh, violation of the law. Uh, one, like I said, uh, experts on this say it's not. But second, if they claim that, oh, that's grounds for impeachment, well, then they're going to have to explain why they didn't impeach Barack Obama back when he paid one of the largest fines and civil penalties that the Federal Election Commission had ever imposed a presidential campaign for violations of federal campaign finance law. Yeah, I remember that case. What, what was the payment he made? Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and this is well, you know, this is less than that. the uh, The Federal Election Commission. Uh, you were a member of the Federal Election Commission, so I want right. to make sure people know that you're speaking of this with a little bit of authority here. Um, uh, do you get the impression that the the, the Democrats uh, are going to leave that alone? Or are they going to? Do you think they'll take that to the bank? Pardon the pun. Oh, I. I think right now they're making a big deal about it, but I think they're going to leave it alone, uh, not just because of, of uh, President Obama's prior violation of federal campaign finance laws, but because many members of Congress have also been fined uh, in the past for violating federal campaign finance law. We're, t- we're talking to Hans von Spakovsky. He's the uh, uh, manager of the Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative and was a member of the Federal Election Commission. So he knows uh, about what he speaks here, of what he speaks here uh, on this topic. And this is what, uh, you know, going back to the whole collusion thing, uh, this is what this is this was supposed to be about, was collusion with the Russians. They still have nothing on that. But as right. of just a few minutes ago, I looked up there, and uh, Cohen was being asked about government money that Trump got for his golf course. He was, uh, uh, what's her name, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was asking about how he undervalued the inheritance from his parents to avoid paying taxes. 
I mean, at that po- at some point, it's this thing is running away with itself. Is it just a question of them, uh, or an example of them, just trying to get everything they can possibly get to throw at them, so that everybody hears and sees all this stuff while they have the opportunity before this guy goes into the can? Well, I think that's exactly what's going on, and I would ask uh, that particular congresswoman. Um, well. Uh, where does she get that supposed information about a, a tax issue? And if the IRS did not consider this a problem, uh, why would we now consider that some kind of violation of the law occurred? Yeah. And you've also um, – um, well, I, I want to ask you this first. Aside from embarrassing the president, um, did the Democrats make any headway today toward impeachment, do you think? Or, is it, or did they get knocked back a step or two? No, I don't think so, because while there were lots of accusations, not supported, of bad behavior, uh, I didn't hear any evidence produced of an actual violation of the law that would fit within the impeachment um, standard, which is, as you know, uh, high crimes and misdemeanors and nothing like that. uh, Nothing like that was in the hearing today. Yeah, no, it's funny because I'm looking right now at a monitor that has Fox News, and it's the uh, the program The Five, and Juan Williams is getting his uh, his time to speak here. And guess what they put up on the – I can't hear what he's saying, but they put up on the screen as he was talking a big picture of the check that you just you and I just talked about. So that's that's where they're going. That's what they're going after. Well, I've heard Juan Williams talk about this before, particularly the the campaign finance violations. And quite frankly, um, he didn't know what he was talking about. He, he he was saying that, oh yeah, yeah, these are clearly violations of campaign finance law, and it, he's just wrong about that. And look, he's not not not, not only is he not a lawyer, uh, he doesn't know anything about federal campaign finance law. So his opinion on this is is just not credible. Yeah, but Hans, he's on the five. <laughs> Come on. Well, look, I, I look. I personally like him, and yeah. there are sometimes when he makes good points. But on this issue, he's just wrong. Well, um, you've been involved in to get to on another subject here. While I have you, you've been involved in kind of the same thing, uh, trying to end voter fraud. Uh, as right. a former member of the Federal Election Committee, did did you uh, make any progress? And were there any issues from the elections in November that caught your attention? Well. Uh, yeah, I mean, a number of them. I mean, we know in California that there were a number of congressional races that suddenly the results from Election Day all changed after Election Day when uh, all these absentee ballots started coming in. And what was going on there was something called vote harvesting, which California legalized. And that's exactly the kind of thing that was going on in North Carolina uh, in a race where, as you know, just, just this week, the state election board said we need to have a new election. Vote, vote harvesting is when uh, absentee ballots are picked up by uh, people working for candidates, party activists, folks like that, and you can't trust that they aren't changing votes, that they aren't potentially forging votes, and, and otherwise... Uh, causing problems that are changing the outcome of an election. i got less than a minute left, uh, Hans. I'm up against a hard break, so I'm going to have to bail out. But I have one last question for you. Uh, sure. Uh, first of all, how well do you know President Trump, and what's your reaction when you hear people just absolutely declare him a racist? Look, I don't know him uh, personally um, a- at all, um, but every time people say he's a racist, you know, the question I ask is, well, point to point to something, some evidence that shows that's true. And I, so far, I haven't seen that anybody's produced uh, anything like that. Hey, Hans, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you clearing this up. You're a lot smarter than I am, obviously, on this subject. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Hope to have you on again. Sure thing, anytime. Okay, that's Hans von Spakowski, and he is from the Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back, and we're not going to talk for one more minute about this hearing. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Arguments over whether a cross erected to honor World War I veterans in Bladensburg, Maryland, should remain on public land were heard in the Supreme Court today. Jeremy Dice of First Liberty Institute tells Salem Radio News he was in the courtroom today. The test that has posed so many problems for monuments and led to such stupid results across the country on 
on a variety of issues. I think that test is, is destined to be laid aside. And in its place, I think that's where the court is still trying to figure out exactly what happens next. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is that the Bladensburg World War One Veterans Memorial is going to stay standing for another 100 years. He says an adverse ruling presents the possibility that all crosses or religious symbols on public land could be removed. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 73 points, but the Nasdaq rose 6, the S&P declined 2, oil up a dollar 44 to 56.94 a barrel. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.5%, APR 4.78%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 2% fee receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. When it comes comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experience business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The latest Keystone Business Climate Survey by the Lincoln Institute of Public Opinion and Research suggests Pennsylvania companies are optimistic about that climate. And while it is encouraging, the mood appears to have little to do with state and local policies. Worse, the Wolf Administration's Jobs That Pay initiative likely will blunt that optimism. Learn more on this topic and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy has been challenged since 1995. Life's got enough to worry about without worrying about taxes. But you're not worried. You've got William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people. For over 20 years, Bill and his staff have taken the stress out of tax preparation for businesses and individuals alike. With all the new tax law changes this year, he'll help untangle them for less than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people like you at SteelCityCPA.com. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber proudly presents the next Innovation Pittsburgh. Friday evening, March 8th, 5 to 7.30 p.m. at the Doubletree by Hilton and Mars. Join host former Allegheny County Executive James Roddy, along with U.S. Representative Connor Lamb and Pennsylvania House Speaker Mike Terzai on issues facing our community. Come for open networking and hors d'oeuvres at 5, followed by presentations and panel discussion. Tickets and details at pghnorthchamber.com. That's pghnorthchamber.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We are crawling along on the Parkway East on the outbound side boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound, just the usual volume there. Parkway West, heavy outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. And on the inbound side, Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Inbound Parkway North, an accident is off to the shoulder at Union Avenue. And an accident on the outbound side at Camp Horn Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. A shower too early tonight, otherwise cloudy skies and turning colder with a low tonight of 22 degrees. Tomorrow, a colder day with intervals of clouds and sun, high 35. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, low 26 degrees. Then for Friday, we'll stay considerably cloudy with a high of 44 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250. 
the answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Okay, the Michael Cohen uh, hearing is finally over. It went on for, I don't know, five or six hours, uh, including the break. And um, I don't know, you could sum it up in one sentence. He said that he, he had no evidence whatsoever of any collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians. Uh, and um, he's the first, uh, according to uh, Jim Jordan, the ranking member of the uh, uh, Judicial Committee, the, uh, the, the, the whatever it is, whatever committee it is, he said um, that uh, this is the first time that Congress has ever invited someone who's been convicted of lying to Congress to come and testify to Congress. I don't know if that's true. Um, but um, anyway, I don't want to talk about that anymore. But if, you, if you'd like to talk about it, uh, go ahead. I have no guest here for the second half hour, and... I will take your phone calls at uh, 844-302-1250, uh, 844-302-1250 on that subject or anything else. But I, I'm sorry, but <laughs> maybe I'm a little bit obsessed with this, but it just makes me want to puke, and I, have to, I just have to talk about it. Um, this goes back to the, to, the, uh, to the Oscars the other night. What night was that? Sunday. And... Um, this the the guy the, the person in the dress uh the man in the dress it was half tux half dress billy porter and he's from pittsburgh you know i found i didn't know that until after i had thrown up a couple of times seeing him but i found out on monday that he's from pittsburgh and um and see this whole, this is <laughs> this guy wore a, he wore a dress okay he's a man he came out on stage in a full length gown i don't know i don't know what you call it, it's a dress and um so today in the post gazette sharon eberson who i know from a long time ago i haven't seen her a long time but i i knew her back years ago when i used to write a column for the post gazette and used to drop into the paper and she was always very nice to me and she's a very nice person as far as i know but she wrote this story um about tr- the headline for which is trendsetter billy porter sets social media abuzz with red carpet stunner at Oscars. Now, here's my the whole point. I'm going to tell you what what's in her story, and she did a nice job on the story. And I'm 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 not criticizing her at all. Actually, I'm I'm just I'm just commenting on the the fact that there's there's nobody there's nobody laughing at this. This guy showed up at a major event on national TV, and he was in a dress, and, and nobody's laughing at it. Every, and it's not so much. Maybe it would have been mean to laugh so you don't want to laugh at him but nobody's even saying the anything negative about it or that questioning it or thinking it's strange or anything so the headline is um this is this is um this is what she wrote porter had already made his stunning statement so this is a stunning statement um and um on one of fashion's biggest stages at an Academy Awards. She goes on to say, after his red carpet triumph, this is what I mean. This is this is stuff that you would say about, um, I don't know, Betty Davis in 1957 showing up in a beautiful gown, and they're talking about her fashion statement and her triumph. This is the guy at a dress. After his red carpet triumph, Mr. Porter was packing up his own suitcases for a Tahiti vacation before he begins filming the second season of the FX television series Pose, which earned him a Golden Globes nomination. i got to make sure I watch that. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but that, you know, it's on my list. It was his fashion statement, though, a fashion statement that was making headlines. Billy Porter's Oscars gown is one of the night's biggest hits, declared People.com. Billy Porter's tux gown gave the Oscars 2019 its first viral moment. It's overwhelming, but that's the good part, Mr. Porter said on Monday evening. The other part is a man in a dress still causes this much of a stir. I just put on a dress, an amazing dress, but it's still just a man in a dress. Yeah, that's all it is, man in a dress on national TV. You know, nothing going on here. Move along, please. He first saw the gown on Friday and was so excited there was almost a wardrobe malfunction. Can you imagine that? I forgot to even try it on with the shirt and tie. You know, the masculine with the feminine. My husband had to remind me it was just so stunning. Christian made that in a week and two days. Wow, that really was stunning. The designer's team worked overtime to make two velvet looks. 
The first was the showstopper. With a traditional bow tie, crisp white shirt, and a notch collar jacket from the neck to the waist, where it transitioned into a ballroom skirt. See, I've been calling it a dress. It's a skirt. Ballroom skirt. Both looks, quote, played on the concept of what's masculine, what's feminine, said Sam Rattel, the stylist who blah, 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 put the thing together. But uh, it played on the stupidity of where this, uh, the world is right now, that a guy shows up in a dress, and you're not if – you, if you think there's anything strange about it, if you think – if you even want to comment on it, laugh a little, chuckle, if you think it looks ridiculous, there is something wrong with you. You, not Billy Porter, not the people who said it's stunning and a set and a trendsetter and blah blah blah. But that's uh, Sharon Eberson's piece in the Post Gazette. And, and the last thing we're going to get to a caller here. Uh, the number, by the way, is four one two. I'm sorry, eight four four three zero two twelve fifty. The uh, the other thing is here is you know that as a Pittsburgher, you are supposed to be proud. You know this is like Michael Keaton being nominated for an Academy Award. Same thing. You are supposed to be, hey, that's pretty cool. A Pittsburgh guy, he went to the, uh, <laughs> the Academy Awards in a, uh, what did I call it, a flowing ballroom skirt, um, a transition to a ballroom skirt. You're supposed to think that's wonderful. And if you don't, again, there's something wrong with you. Let's go to Bill on the phone. Bill, what do you got? Hey, John, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, yeah, you were talking about the the trans athletes, the oh, uh, yeah. guys, the coming girls, winning all the events, and uh, uh-huh. I don't know what I don't know what percentage of the population are men transitioning to women, but it, is it my imagination or there sure is a lot of athletes uh, winning a lot of events <laughs> well, in that category nowadays? Yeah, well, I don't. I've I've had a tough time getting a a, a read on what the. Uh, percentages. I saw something just the other day. I can't remember even where I saw it, so I don't know how much credibility it has, but I'll give you the number, and it was like 1, 1.2%, which means that, what do we got, 350 million people? 1.2%, would that be 30,000? Yeah, 1% be would be 30,000 people. I'd be surprised if it hits. Well, I'd be surprised if it even hits, hits a whole percent. But uh, Well, that's 30,000 people in the entire country. If that's true, yeah. then that you divide that into 50 states, and I know it wouldn't be divided evenly, but if you divide it into 50 states, you got about 600 people per state. Uh, that, that's, that can't be true, but that's, that's, what, uh, that's the number I have. So, but anyway, yeah, see, here's the problem. Um, uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to blame – Oh, there's a lot of blame, blame to go around as far as I'm concerned, but I'm going to blame the um, the girls and the parents of the girls for not standing up to it. And if they don't, then I have no sympathy for them. That's the way I'm. That, that's my take on it. I may write a call about that this week. Um, but um, as I said, I think I said it here yesterday. If you are, if you have worked all. You're, I don't know, a long time, if you're a kid and you're a junior or senior in high school, you've worked for years maybe, to become that good at being a sprinter and to the point where you're one of the best female high school sprinters in your state. And you show up at a track meet and a, a man, a, a boy, a male person, shows up and uh, says that his name has been changed to Sally and he's now a uh, he's now a, identifying as a, as a girl – and you know, as soon as you see, as soon as you set eyes on them, and as soon as any track coach, any person with any common sense looks at the kid, they know that this person who claims to be a, a female and is actually a biological male is going to win. And, and it's 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 a, a, it's just it just goes against everything that sports is supposed to be about. That you you know that you that you that's why you have. Uh, girls competing against competing against girls. That's why you have Class A and Class AA and Class Class AAA high school football and and basketball because you want the competition to be as even as you can possibly make it. And so the people, people, anybody who puts up with this, if they continue to put up with it, they deserve what they get. But I can't believe they put up with it. Yeah, but this this is so ridiculous. Here's what I'd love to see. I'd love to see every every guy that isn't quite good enough for the NBA claim to be a woman and go out for the WNBA, take over the whole league, and then have every team 
filled with five guys who claim to be girls. That, that I think that would maybe put an end to this nonsense. Yeah, that, I mean that, that that I would I would uh, enjoy that, but you know that that's that's not going to happen because there aren't enough guys who would be willing to do that. But um, but that it, it that's that's the that's taking it to the far, farthest extreme. The, the most worst worst thing worst case scenario, uh, it exactly. would be that. Would, but but it's it's already happening. Um, and we have the story of the of the girls in Connecticut who were who were competing for the state championship and weren't able to win because two men, two guys, boys showed up and they won. They fin- they finished first and second both in the outdoor competition and the indoor of the state championship. That's the same thing that you just described, only to a lesser degree. It's uh, you're you're going to be you're going to be um, just completely eliminating girls from sports at some point if you let it go to its fullest extent. It's beyond right. stupid. Thanks for calling, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, I think um, I, I, I would like to. Maybe there's a is there a is there a high school coach? It doesn't have to be a track coach. You got uh, you can come on anonymously. Call me at eight four four three zero two twelve fifty. I just like to hear somebody who's a coach or the parent of a of a girl uh, high school girl athlete to just tell me. What you think of this, and even if you are okay with it, because I see these stories about it, and I and I um, and I see quotes from the from the parents or from the girls themselves, and they say, "Oh yeah, you know, it's not really fair. We work really hard, and there's no way we can win." But it's okay because they they should get to do what they want. And we heard the quote from the the parent of one of the kids yesterday said um, uh, that I don't care about track. He was talking about his. Uh, son who turned into his daughter, he said, um, I don't care about track. I'm interested in my kid being happy. And that's just a perfect summation of the way it is. It's the parents, and, and they, their kid is special because he has this issue with gender identity that we're all supposed to be um, okay with and not expected to um, dispute or argue or, or, um, or think that it's not genuine. We're not allowed to do that. So you're supposed to just say, ah, I know, it's ridiculous to have my daughter go through all this, get to the state championship and have to race against the 16-year-old boy, but that's that's what we got. So, um, and so it's never going to, I'd like to hear from somebody who thinks it's okay, or or how, somebody who's dealing with it and how you're dealing with it. We go to the phone, Aaron? Uh, just go to, let's go to Lee. Lee, thanks for calling. Hi, John. You know, I don't have direct experience with it. I just got a question. Yeah. How is this not a, a a big violation of all the laws and acts and rules and regulations that, that the women fought for years to put in place, a Title X, the separation of women's sports, men's sports, development of women's sports that were so obscure to have that equality and balance in, in high school and collegiate athletics? How does this not fly right in the face of, of, of that that? Well, that it, whole it, it's beginning to fly in the face, but um, it, and and it only will be um, made evident if the women and or girls stand up against it. See, here's but, what. It, uh, why be, doesn't it? I mean, we got prosecutors, we got people in the DOJ, we got people in the the, the regulatory agencies that raped colleges and, and high schools, school districts over the coals for years. For not complying, yeah. How are they not activated right now? How? Why is not somebody writing that uh, dear colleague letter? Well, of a similar stripe that was done before. I'm not an attorney, but the state laws say that you can't discriminate against somebody based on gender or gender identity. That's what Title Ten is supposed to be. I know, but it's supposed to be a discrimination for boys and girls to have equality in sports programs available. How is this not violating? Because that? I'm guessing because these two people, these two male persons who can claim to be female in Connecticut, for example, they are not looked at as they're not violating anything. They're girls. They're girls, and they're running track. What how, what what are they doing wrong? Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's what it is. That's why you can't fight it. The only way to fight yeah. it is to when you when the when they show up for the track meet. When somebody who's obviously a male shows up and stands on the on the starting line, the girls, the real girls, they walk away. And they say, go ahead and have a nice race and let the kid run around the track by himself. And then that's the end. And hand him a trophy and say, thanks for coming. That's the only way it's going to be fixed. Thanks for your call, Lee. That's, 
Thanks, John. Okay, we'll be right back. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at GetEthos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. (laughs) Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Welcome back, and uh, thanks for the calls. And I guess um, I move on to something else here. I, uh, Lara Logan, you know who she is? She's a uh, former, I think, I believe CBS reporter, and she um, made a big splash the other day when she said in an interview that, uh, well, the headline says, Lara Logan says media standards have led to horse bleep Reporting. I thought that was um, pretty pretty interesting and pretty gutsy for her to say that, and especially if you're we're working for uh, CBS. But she's not working for CBS now. <clears throat> but she's written a column now for uh, at, at the New York Post, an op-ed, 
And um, she says political bias is destroying people's faith in journalism. Really, you think? And it's good to hear somebody actually say it. Um, and, you know, what you should watch for tonight, it'd be, it's interesting. Um, after this day of hearings, uh, not hearings, uh, is that a hearing? I don't know. It's testimony. It was no hearing, really, I don't think. It was uh, not considered a hearing. It's a testimony. They invited uh, a liar to come, a guy who had been convicted of lying to Congress, uh, Michael Cohen, to come and speak to Congress. Um, and just watch tonight. Flip your channels around, you know, put your DVR, but if you're going to watch Fox, watch Fox, but just uh, record MSNBC and CNN, because you'll see, a, I don't have to tell you this, but you'll, the difference will be stunning in how this thing is covered. Um, I just, I have a feeling that, the, uh, that Fox will focus on the fact that, of what, what he said like 10 minutes into this thing and where they could have ended the the, the uh, testimony where he said there was no collusion that I know of with Russia. I can't prove it. And I, I have some I have some suspicions, but I I got nothing. Well, that's that's what this was supposed to be all about. Not this today, but the whole investigation was supposed to be about collusion. So I've come up with a prediction or a, a, a statement. Um, well, I'll, 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 I'll pose it to you as a question. What will happen first? Um, Donald Trump being out of office... Or Michael Cohen having a show on CNN. Now, he's going to prison. And, I mean, I could actually see them giving him a show in prison. Uh, I, I could see that happening. It'd actually be pretty cool if they did that. Somebody in, sh- in prison should have a show. But um, what will happen? Will he have his show or will Donald Trump be out of office? I'm going to put my money on uh, him getting a show on CNN. He will be... Some- and, and maybe MSNBC, but I have a feeling it's going to be more CNN. So that's my prediction that Michael Cohen, who you saw today, a liar, will get a job on CNN. He will have his own show, maybe from inside the prison. We'll see. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.